Welcome to Glasgow Evangelicals Podcast. Thanks for listening with us today. Our hope is that today's sermon equips you to live the gospel joyously. Come along with us as we learn to live the gospel together. So uh, this is week three of the verses that we've given you to memorize. If you um, haven't had those verses, that's okay. Uh, they will be on the side screen for those of you so you don't feel left out and you can, um, you can read them with us. But for those of you who did memorize them with them, you can just look at somebody or just look up at the ceiling um, as you say them with us. And this is the reason why we've done these memory verses is just to simply talk about, hey, let's get back into a little bit of rhythm with God. Having um, those verses in our hearts. And so this last week, I gave you a really easy one. And the reason why I gave you an easy one is because you see that in your bulletins, if they were packed in your bulletins, that this next week is a hard one. And I am not looking forward to saying that to you guys because I get nervous enough. When I go home uh, with my kids and they repeat them with me, it's super easy. But then when I get up here, it's almost like I forgot all the words that I had. And so uh, this week's. uh, memory verse was found in Psalms 34, 8, and it goes like this. You ready? You guys ready to say it with me? Hey, don't look at that screen, Jory. Come on. All right. So, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. All right. Psalms what? 34, 8. Great. Okay. Does anybody remember last week's? You ready for this? Last week was found in Colossians 3.23, and it goes like this. Whatever you do, do it from the heart as something done for the Lord and not for people. Colossians 3.23. Now we'll do an even harder one. Does anybody remember what three weeks ago was? First Thessalonians is right. Wow. First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, and it, all, and it goes like this. Always be joyful, never stop praying. Careful. Nice. Awesome. And I'm just going to let you know that this next week is going to be a little harder, and we're going to say all four of them next week, even though I am not preaching. Uh, next week, we'll have somebody in the stead, but we will say all four of them together. But uh, So this is your week to cram super hard. If you don't have all of these that are laminated, uh, you can just go in the Welcome Center, and they'll have them all for you. And uh, she's done a great job of making them bookmarks for you. But I'm just going to quickly read. Uh, the next week's, which is Romans 5, 3 through 5, and it says this. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us, because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. We can do that, right? We got that. Okay, that one will be a little bit harder to memorize, but I was listening to this church the other day, and they actually, um, this church service, and they uh, memorized the whole chapter together, and the, uh, the pastor did it with them, and I was just like, well, I'm not that godly, so... <laughs> Uh, but no, I, the, the whole point is, is that we just want to keep on uh, memorizing scripture so we have it in our hearts. And so let's pray this morning as we dive in. And God, as we open up your word this morning, would we, would we hear from you? And would you guide and direct our hearts? 
Speak to us, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. So we have been going through this sermon series for the last three weeks, and this is the fourth week on just finding rhythm with God. And as we've gone through these weeks, we see that one rhythm just leads into the next and into the next. And if you remember the first week, we talked about just waking up, right? And so all of us together in the room, uh, you know, uh, did a little bit of rhythm together. Uh, to we will rock you, right, and uh, just getting ready for the day. And then the next week we look into, hey, just continuing on the process of seeing the goodness of God in the afternoon. And so uh, together we did uh, Praise Ye the Lord, right, the, the song together. And then we kind of come into this hospitality evening and, and we um, finish songs together. And tonight you're probably, uh, as we go into the nighttime watch, you're probably wondering what we're going going to do together. And this might be a little bit awkward for some of you when we do this, but um, trust me, it's going to be interesting as we do this together because rhythm doesn't always have to be loud, does it? Rhythm um, can actually be incredibly quiet. In fact, actually, one of my favorite things to do, well, I, I haven't done this in a while, but um, one of my favorite things to do is just turn on really soft classical music, right, and just sit there in silence. And so I, I want to try something with you guys. And so you guys will have to get ready for this, okay? So I just want you to sit up a little bit more in your chairs, okay? If you're lounging, just get, get super comfortable, okay? Now this is going to be interesting, okay? I'm telling you, it's going to be something that you haven't probably done. But as you do, I just want you to do this. Just put out your hands like this, okay? Okay. Now if they start getting heavy, you can put them on your lap, Okay? But in just a second, what I'm going to ask the sound, sound people to do in the sound room is they're going to completely turn off all the lights, okay? And I simply want you, okay, I simply just want you to say, hey, God, whatever you have for me today, I, I have open hands and open hearts. I want you to speak to me, even if it's not the sermon, if, it, if I don't need to listen to what Seth's saying, just speak to me this morning on whatever you have. But I have open hands, Okay, not clenched fists, but open hands. And then, as we do this, it's gonna, the, the lights are going to be off for probably almost a minute to a minute and a half. But as we do, I just want you to breathe. Don't hold your breath. Don't do anything. Just breathe. Okay, can you do that for me? All right, you ready? Go ahead and shut off them lights. All right, you can go ahead and turn them back on. See, I think as we go into rhythm with God a little bit and even go into the nighttime, there's some things that kind of happen, like even me sitting here for the minute and 15 seconds that we might have, right? I mean, think of all the things that went through your mind. If you're like me, I thought of myself going, man, what if people think this is really hokey? What if, what if people are out there thinking that, wow, this is way too long? Man, those fans on those projectors are really loud. Oh, my goodness. Like, I forgot to tell them that maybe they should turn off the projectors a little bit because that might give a little bit more light. And then I kind of opened my eyes, and I was like, well, it's a little bit darker here, right? And then I started thinking about, oh, my goodness, okay, do I really want God to speak into my life today? 
Or am I just saying that because it's a fun thing to do? God, what are the things that I'm a little bit concerned about today, the things that I have to go do at the end of this time? And you guys might think that, hey, you know, one thing I'm worried about is that, um, and I'm not saying this because I want somebody to fix it, but we think that something is leaking from our roof, and so now I've got to go into our bathroom and do some sheetrock work. And if you've ever seen me do anything with Handyman, it's going to be amazing, and I'm going to have some fun, and Brad's going to come over now. Um, hey, that's six weeks in a row, Brad. Um, but... Uh, I'm worried about that, and I'm thinking to myself, why am I worried about that sort of stuff? Why am I worried about any of that stuff when it's going to get taken care of? It's going to be done. But there's a lot of other things that you guys come in with this morning that are a lot harder than handyman work, isn't it? There are things that keep you guys up during the night. There are things that uh, maybe during the night you're just happy to hit the pillow because guess what? I don't have to worry about it for the next four hours that I sleep because eventually you'll get woken up by it. For some of you, there, you just want to get some sleep because you can't. But there is kind of a rhythm with God when we look at the nighttime and especially when we look at the night watch. Isn't it interesting that when you think about the night watch, you think more about kind of like those night watch guards who are kind of patrolling the, the city a little bit more, going back and forth on, um, on the top of walls, just looking for something, not even looking for uh, maybe details, but they're looking for the slight movements of things happening, the things going on. They're trying to protect. They're trying to make sense of what's going on in the dark. And so they are constantly on patrol. But I would say that as we're having rhythm with God and we go from the hospitality into the evening times, that this is some of the best times that we can have with God. You see, I've, it's been kind of interesting in my life how I've seen how the night changes for me. When I was in high school, it was always about hanging out with friends, right? As much as we could get the newfound freedom we have, just hang out as much with friends. And then as you get into college, for me, it was about finding the cool things that you could do at the nighttime that were a little bit dangerous. I remember one night where uh, my friends and I, we decided to go rappelling, and uh, after dark, and so we were up on the rims and Billings, and we decided to go rappelling, which, by the way, the park closes at 10 o'clock, and so we snuck in a little bit, hooked up all of our gear, and one of the things that we had been trying to accomplish is how can we, and it's not, a, it's not a long cliff, of course, and so it's only 40 feet, and so we were trying to figure out how quickly you could get down the rims you know, with just letting your line go. And so I threw, a, I threw this figure eight on and I thought, okay, great. I'm gonna try to jump at the top and two, two pushes off and we'll get there. And so we were able to do that, right? Like just go super fast. And then I thought, well, what if in the air I was able to do a 360 and come right back around, right? So get my feet all the way around. And so there's this ledge at the bottom of it. So you get like five more feet. And so I decided to push off as far as I could, and I did a spin, and I didn't quite make it. 
and I completely bruised the left side of my hip all the way down. And so to this day, there's still a flat spot there because of that, because all the, all the fat got moved. Uh, in fact, actually, one of my kids that day was, what's that? Well, that was an accident I had. But then as we move on, right, as we get older, we start starting to realize that, man, what about my job? What about the things that I'm doing during the day? How are they affecting what's going on? What about my future? And so you start getting, uh, start getting those night times where you, all you can think about is the future things that are happening in your life. And then some of the worries really start setting in as we start getting our, uh, start do, maybe doing business deals or raising kids or, hey, when kids are 18 years old and they're out from the house and we're sitting up late worried about them. And then the older we get, we start just worrying about when am I going to have to get up to go pee? I really just wish that I could sleep. It happens. But, or we just worry about lots of other things. These friends dying, those friends going away. What's going to happen with this? And so we fret and we worry. What's going to happen with my health tomorrow? In fact, actually, Jesus, we see in um, Mark chapter 13, verses 35. And so if you have your Bibles, you can certainly open to that scripture with me. But in Mark chapter 13... If you don't have your Bibles, it'll be on the side screen um, to, to be able to look at. But in verse 35, he says this. He says, you too must keep watch, for you don't know when the master of the household will return, in the evening, at midnight, before dawn, or at daybreak. Don't let him find you asleep. Don't find, let him find you sleeping when he arrives without warning. I say to you what I say to everyone, watch for him. And of course, he's, of, of course, he's talking in a parable about the master leaving, and you don't know when he's going to come back, so be ready. But one of the things I think about in, in this scripture specifically is, are you, are you keeping up to watch? Watching about your relationship with God, watching about what's going on around you. Are you aware of kind of what happened in the day, right? We've gotten all these rhythms that are going on around us and we're seeing it from the morning all the way up until we place our heads on the pillow and we're trying to put them all together. Are you just letting them go by or are you taking them and going, hey, I, I want to be thinking about this. Are you watching at night? Matthew 26 goes on in in Matthew 26, sorry, uh, sorry, not Matthew 26. What am I saying? Psalm 63. I'm heading down my notes way quicker than I should be. Psalm 63, 5 and 6 say this. You satisfy me more than the richest feasts. I will praise you with songs of joy. I lay awake thinking of you, meditating on your thoughts uh, meditating on you through the night. It's one thing to be up all night long, just doing whatever we want to do. It's another thing to go, God, I want to be specifically watching for you. I want to be aware of where my heart is at all times. 
I want to be able to look back at the day and go, okay, God, how do I align myself better to you? And I want to look at the, I want to look at tomorrow going, okay, God, how do I better align myself to you? Because we've already solved this, that our lives are not about us, but they're about God. They're about finding and seeing where God is moving in the kingdom and going, hey, I've gifted you with this, so now go and do these things. And sometimes, maybe after a day, when it's about God, all we need God to do is come into and say, I do love you, keep going. It's the, it's the nights when we lay our head on the pillow exhausted, going, nothing I did correctly. And we need to realize that God loves us more than anything. He says he takes care of us. You satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise you with the songs of joy because of his love for us. So when we're looking at the rhythm with God of the night watch, I think there's three things that we really need to think about when it comes to the nighttime. And the first one is this. If you're taking notes, you can uh, grab out your uh, bulletin and, and write in the blank here. At night, we are forced to calm down and be with our thoughts. At night, we are focused to calm down and be with our thoughts. This is a great thing. I know sometimes that this can be something that we would sit there and go, man, I I really don't want to be with my own thoughts. You don't understand. I want to escape. But the problem is, is that I don't, I don't know about you, but there's sometimes when I wake up in the mornings and I think to myself, oh great, I'm going to start having a little bit of morning time with God. And I get up and, and I'm starting to be aware of my surroundings and I realize that there is pitter-patter all around my house. So guess what? There is not going to be any time with me and God this morning. Though I need to force myself to do it. But here's what I love about this is that Man, maybe nighttime is the time we get to really focus with our thoughts and be honest with God and allow God to speak to us. Those are the quiet moments in our lives. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says this. We destroy, we destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture the rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. At nighttime when we're sitting there and we can think about all of our thoughts, we get to say, this thought was definitely about God. This wasn't. Maybe I need to recapture them and kind of move them a little bit and go, no, this, is, this needs to be the truth of Christ. When we just hit the ground running, that's a different story. I don't think we're able to dive into the truths of things. Luke 6.12 says this. It says, one day soon afterward, Jesus went onto a mountain to pray, and he prayed to God all night. This was right before he goes and picks his 12 disciples that he's going to trust. And so he spends all night going, okay, God, show me what's going on. Show me what's happening. I read this verse, and I thought that it was interesting that most of the time, every time I've seen this verse, it's like, hey, maybe to be with God, you have to go to the mountain. No, maybe it's about praying to God all night. Being willing to kind of get into that spot where we say, no, God, I can't go anywhere until you solve this with me. And the solitude of the night is where I'm going to find answers. Even in Matthew 26, 
uh, verses 38 through 39, and this is when Jesus goes to the Garden of Gethsemane, and he knows what God is asking him to do, but he doesn't quite want to do it, right? Or he, he needs the strength of God to do it. And so he sits there and he says, he told them, my soul, this is to his three disciples, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went a little further, on a little further, and bowed his face to the ground, praying, My Father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet, I want your will to be done, not mine. In the solitude, we actually get to come to a place of being honest with God and saying, I don't want to do this, but I'm willing to because I know what you're calling me to do. And I'm going to keep watch and keep going on. And so one of the purposes of our bed at night is to ponder in our hearts what troubles us. Maybe speak to God what's going on in our hearts. And you know what happens when, when that takes place is that sleep results. If we go to sleep. And when we asleep, this is what's interesting to me. When we sleep, it is literally us saying, God, I trust you. I trust you to take care of the things that are going on. And he works, right? You fall asleep, and we've talked about this. You fall asleep, and however long you stay asleep for, God's still got everything under control. God still keeps the earth spinning. But you know what's really interesting about sleeping sometimes is there's a thing called dreams, when, my, when I put my kids to sleep, and, and sometimes I feel out of rhythm with God when I do this because sometimes I, uh, it almost seems like my kids' bedtime prayers are just something quick and done, but I, I almost say the same prayer every night, don't I, right? I always end it with this. Um, God, protect the minds and, my, and the hearts of my children as they sleep and give them sweet dreams. And sometimes I'll add just dreams of you, God, just dreams of the day that's gone on and how you want them. Would you meet them in their dreams? I never pray that for myself, though. I never pray, hey, God, as I fall asleep, would you speak to me in dreams? Would you maybe show me where the things fit? Right? There are some times when I love that state where I just I fall asleep and I go, God, would you, would you help me out with this? I don't know how I'm going to solve this. And the next morning, between the, when, my alarm close, when my alarm clock goes off and the ninth snooze that I've hit, something in there, God will just go, hey, this is how this all works together. And I'll wake up and I'll go, yes, that's how we're going to do it. In Job 33, it talks about how God just gives dreams to people. Are you in the moment of going, God, would you show me your ways? Are you be willing to be honest with God and go, God, thank you. Would you please show me these things? You see, I think dreams actually come from three different areas. It comes from just ourselves, right? The things that we put in our brain all day, sometimes our brains just kind of create these weird dreams, and they really maybe mean nothing at all, or maybe they mean something. I think Satan definitely loves to throw in some pretty horrible nightmares, and I think God speaks to us in those dreams. But at every time when we wake up, I think that we have to come back and go, what is the truth of the Bible? God, are you speaking to me? 
God, these are my fears and my worries, but I know you can take care of them. And so the first two ways in which maybe dreams come about, we don't need to be worried about because God has got ultimate control. I love the idea of, I don't want to go on to this tangent too far, but I do like this idea that maybe when we're sleeping, the, that we have nightmares, that God, that maybe Satan is trying to attack us in the nightmares. I love this idea. If we wake up, we get to, we get to see what the truth is. Proverbs 23, 23, and I've been quoting this like crazy to people. It's, it's buy truth and don't give it away. Get wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And in the solitude of the nighttime, when we wake up in this maybe panic state, we can go, no, it's not where we're at. I'm not going to be distracted by God. What is the truth? And in the solitude of the night, we can search the riches of God. So when you find yourself woken up in the night or you can't get any sleep, one of the things my dad used to always say to me growing up is, hey, if you can't get back to sleep and you want to get back to sleep, just read scripture. Just start reading scripture. And I used to think that was because God, my father was telling me that scripture is boring and you'll just fall asleep, right? Like numbers, you can just start in numbers, right? but, But what if the Bible actually gives us peace and comfort gives us truth in which we know the truth and we can go, God, I can go back to sleep knowing that you've got everything under control. And so at nighttime, I hope that you're willing to embrace and calm down with your thoughts. I think a second thing that um, the night watch does for us though, and, and notice that I've said the word aloud and it's this, is that at night darkness is allowed to destroy the light of our soul. It doesn't mean it does. Sometimes it's allowed to because we just give in to those thoughts, don't we? Like I said, there are some people in this room that don't want to go to sleep. Because maybe some, of, some people are living some of their worst nightmares right now. But don't allow it to. In Psalm 4.4, I, I love what it says, and it goes on, it says, don't, let, don't, don't sin by letting anger control you. Think about it overnight and remain silent. And what I mean by this is when I say is allowed to destroy the light of our soul is sometimes we let our sin just keep playing over and over in our minds. Psalm 91.5 says, don't be afraid of the terrors of the night nor the arrows that fly in the day. Don't let it steal your joy, the things that you're going through. Because there is hope in Christ. Psalms 35 says this, for his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes with the morning. Psalm 77.4, you don't let me sleep, I am distressed even to pray. Sometimes our own sin just isn't allowing us to, but we need to just work as hard as we can. Psalm 77, seven through nine. 
Has the Lord rejected me forever? This is sometimes what it feels like, right? When, when, when we feel like things are getting ripped from us. Has the Lord rejected me forever? Will he never again be kind to me? Is his unfailing love gone forever? Has his promises permanently failed? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he slammed the door on his compassion? I mean, those are the real deep things in our minds, right? But we know that those aren't true. But nighttime seems to bring those all into our minds, doesn't it? And this next one I think is something that is really quite fun to ponder. Psalms 119, 147, and 148. He says, I rise early before the sun is up. I cry out for help and put my hope in your words. I stay awake through the night thinking about your promise. When things keep crashing around us and we're having the hardest time and maybe during the day we've had a really rough day and it hasn't been going the way that we want it to, what if we started focusing not on the problem but on God's promise? Our lights can't be taken from us when we understand the promise of who God is. And then 1 Peter 5, 7 through 9 goes on to say, Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. So when you hit the pillow at night, and you're worried about everything that's going around you, Don't let it destroy your focus on God. There are all sorts of people going on around you. The believers going through some of the same things you're going, you're not alone. And you have the ability to get through it. Trust in God's goodness. So what keeps you up at night? You can put those things at God's feet. And I also want to say that there are a lot of good things that we do at night that keep us up. And I feel like I, feel like I, focus on, I can focus on that a little bit too of going, and if you're, if you're procrastinating about the things that you know you should be doing or putting them off, That's just as bad as what we're going to get to next in just a second. But this week, I thought, I thought it was pretty interesting. And every week, I'm just going to let you know, every week that we do these, uh, that we, uh, that I do these sermons and just kind of get prepared for them, God has a great way of just kind of going, yep, this is probably a point you should put on. And so um, the other night we were, um, the other night we my wife and I went to bed, and sometimes we love to just watch a movie, and so we were watching a movie, and of course, that movie gets over, and my wife is just really good at falling asleep during movies, right? And so she just goes to sleep, but me, I'm like, okay, that movie's over. Let's watch another one, right? And so the next thing I know, by 1.30 or 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm still watching this movie, and I'm like, what are you doing? You have to go to work tomorrow. And then what happens, right? Then 
then, uh, then I just wake up cranky. And then the next night, and the next night, and pretty soon, by the end of the week, you know, you haven't caught up on any sleep. You're really mean to other people. You start yelling for no reason in the morning times. And your kids are going, what's going on? I've allowed the nighttime to destroy what I'm actually called to be doing. And so be aware in the night watch of the good things that aren't really what we would call bad things, right? Maybe it's okay just to go to bed. And the last thing is something I've just been finding interesting because as my kids are getting older and they want to stay up later and everything, my dad's voice is in my head over and over again. And, and, and it's talking about curfews, right? And so um, my dad used to say this all the time to me, nothing good happens after midnight, right? He'd be like, Dad, why can't, why can't I just have a curfew till 1 o'clock or 12.30, and he'd always say that, well, because nothing good happens after midnight. And I'm like, whatever. Like, just let me stay out. And it's true. The older I get, nothing good happens after midnight. And if you can't get it done by midnight, you're just wasting your time, is what I keep thinking. And so if you're taking notes, this is the very last one. And it's this. At night, we allow ourselves to give in to our sinful desires and wreak havoc on our souls. Our sinful desires can get the best of us at night because we think we have this, crowd, this shroud of cover. of this protection that maybe no one will find us or no one will see it or we can get away with it because everyone else is asleep but I'm still awake. But when we have rhythm with God in the night watch, we're not going to allow ourselves to give in to our sinful desire. But Proverbs 7.18 says this, and this is just a good awareness going, hey, you, you got to watch out for it because in, in this proverb, he's just talking about what, what sinful desires say to us. And Proverbs 7.18 says this, come, let us drink our fill of love until morning. Let's enjoy each other's caresses. And he's talking about, um, he's talking about a, a person who wants to have a relationship outside of a strong relationship. This is talking about an affair. This is talking about, hey, come away with me and do this. Because in the nighttime, nobody's going to see us. Nobody's going to be around. The temptations are all around us, and that's just one of them, right? And Ross, I'm really sorry to do this to you, but... Uh, I put the wrong one in. Can you throw up Romans 13, 12 through 14, not Romans 12, 12 through 14? And so in your sermon notes, I was wrong in that. It's actually Romans 13. And this is what Romans 13, 12 through 14 says.
Because we belong to the day, we must live decent lives for all to see. Don't participate in the darkness of wild parties and drunkenness and sexual promiscuity and immoral living or in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, clothe yourselves with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and don't let, don't let yourself think about ways of indulging your evil desires. I think it's funny that he starts this um, verse 13 with, don't participate in the darkness there is a sense that darkness brings these this allowable sinful desires of ourselves. And don't give in to it. Because there is hope. Because when night comes and we've been looking at, uh, we've been just going, God, I, I don't want to deal with my, with my thoughts right now. I don't want the things of today to destroy my relationship with you, and I'm not going to allow my evil desire to be given into. And so we need to be careful when we look at the night watch. Because at one end, it is this, this great idea that, God, you've got everything under control, and I can fall asleep and let you take care of everything. But in the other end, I think we find ourselves having freedom, and we need to watch out for that. And so rhythm with God at nighttime is just as important as rhythm with God in the morning, in the afternoon, and in the evening. And so if you'll all take out the Romans verse, if you grabbed one, if you didn't, please grab one at the information table, but... I'm going to ask the uh, worship band to come forward, and we're going to close in, in our last song. But I want to read this um, to you, and, and I want to encourage you that um, we can rejoice, because, uh, because I completely understand that the nighttime brings those scary thoughts into our mind. Maybe we've had a lot of time to see how horrible um, our day has been and we just don't want to deal with things and we worry and we're trying to figure out how all of these things in, in our lives are going to come together. I think you can have hope in Romans 5, 3 through 5. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they will help develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character and character develops and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. As we go through these things and as we're laying in our, on our pillow at night and we're sitting there going, God, I, I need you to take care of these things. I don't know what's going on. We can do that because we have confident hope of our salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us. We can go to bed knowing that God absolutely loves you. No matter what the day brought, no matter if we've been on the mountaintops and we've done a great day or if we've been in the valleys and had a horrible day, God absolutely loves us because he's given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. And so at night when we go to bed, it becomes about going, God, I just thank you. Thank you for how much you've loved me and how much you've cared for me. And I can go to bed knowing how much you love me. And I can rest 
and the assurance of who you are, that you will take care of things. Even when right now it seems like you won't. I can trust that. I can trust in who you are. feel like that trust runs all the way I mean I want to say that trust runs even into death right that even if things don't go as smoothly as we planned that our rhythm with God goes into eternity once again and and I know that we talked about that when we talked about um, at the beginning of the year having worthwhile resolutions in our lives that just lead us into eternity. This is what it does too. Now what if God doesn't solve the things that we want him to right now? That even in death we see that God's promises are amazing. So really, it takes a step and makes us go, man, I I want rhythm with God always. I'm going to pray and then we're going to sing a song in in closing and then we're just going to be done. Okay, let's pray. God, in the darkness of, of night, Lord, would we simply put our hands out to you and say you can give and you can take because, God, we... We know that in you is where we want to be. We don't want to be given into our, uh, our sinful desires. We don't want the things of the day to be stolen from our, our hearts, the darkness that can creep in. But God, that we want to simply give you our thoughts. That you would work when we're asleep. That you would show us what is really, truly important in our lives. God, would we know that you take care of all things. So, Lord, would we always find rhythm with you. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us again for another sermon of the GEC podcast. Connect with us at GlasgowEC.com or every Sunday morning at 10 here in Glasgow, Montana. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes because this helps us share the word with more people. See you next week.